This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, kid hangovers. Can they be fixed with the hair of the hot dog? Plus, Biz and Teresa catch up after taking a week off, and we talk to children's book author Julie Falatko. Woo! Teresa, did you enjoy your time away? Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a family vacation that went pretty well, but we came home to all of the insane news of last week, which was, I, th- I think it's impossible to come here and not talk about that, yeah. at least, or at least acknowledge it a little bit. Uh, yes. It was pretty much, you know, put a cloud over yeah. everything. It was... It was a lot. Horrific. It was horrific. Yeah. Right, but here, here's my thoughts. Okay. Okay. I mean, basically, the nature of a weekly podcast makes the need to be a, this to be a timeless show, right, versus a timely show. We've talked about that before. Because uh, we feel it's important, though, to say that at this time, our country is coming down from another week of crazy violence. Uh, just if somebody's coming back to the show later, to give you sort of a tag of where we are, there's been the deaths of Belandro Castile and Alton Sterling, who were two black men who were shot dead by police officers. And then the deaths of five police officers at the hand of a sniper during the peaceful Black Lives Matters march in Dallas. And this is, this is what I want to say about it. As parents, we find ourselves faced with a variety of different fears during these horrible times. How do I talk to my child about these shootings? How do I protect my children? How do I deal with the fear I feel for all children? How do I deal with my sadness that there are parents out there who are losing their children to violence? How do I deal with my sadness for children who may lose their parents to violence because their parent is a first responder? But it goes even on and on, even when we aren't faced with recent horrible events. How do we support families who have people who are in the military who worry if they will come home? What about our friend who is struggling with young children and just lost their own parent? The list seems to never end. And then one day, it is you who is having the worst day of your life. And the next day, it is a parent from your child's first grade class whose partner died in a car accident. And even though the issues that are in front and center right now are only one or two of these things, the next time a new listener gets to the show, it may be something else, something new and scary will be happening, or the same old horrible things will be happening again. It is so much. So much to share that can unite us, and so much that can make us feel completely isolated and feel like we are divided. Over the years, Teresa and I have found many themes running through our show. Less judging, more laughing. Don't be a jerk, or assume anyone is being a jerk at you. And of course, nobody gives a shit. (laughs) But... The most important one is that we can always find at least one thing that we can share in common as parents, regardless of how we come to parenting or what we look like as parents or where we parent or on and on. And while those similarities do not replace that there are issues outside of the world of parenting that we work on getting better at and healing as a society, they can act as touchstones when we feel that we are at our most divided. So now, to add to our list... (laughs) I feel like maybe we should add, let us try to listen to others more, and that's it. Just listen. Resist their urge to show you can understand or have it worse or are sorry you don't. Sometimes people just need to be heard and know that you are listening. And uh, that's a really hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I, this, is, this is what I have to offer, is that. So that's kind of where we are. Yeah, I, I really like that. I think also as part of listening to others, I think we've always had a commitment from day one on this show of trying to listen to others that come to parenting with a different approach and a different background and a different perspective than we do. Right. We fully realize that we are two, you know, middle class white women sitting in this fucking booth. <laughs> you know, like there, there, there's right. no there's no skirting around that. No. Um, and we have talked together, you know, out, outside of the booth of really recommitting going forward to working to get different perspectives on the show. And um, I think listening is that's something that we can do. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so there you guys have it. We are looking forward to uh, shows in the future uh, where we have the right guests on to help us have some really fun conversations about parenting, <laughs> the most fun conversations about parenting, uh, and, and in all seriousness, some of the hardest conversations about parenting uh, in our society. So we just want you to know that we've heard you guys, we are listening to you guys, uh, and we will continue to do our best to commit to our stated goal of finding the things that we can share and learning the things uh, that we do differently and respecting them. All that said, uh, I'll just add out there here at the beginning of the show, everybody's doing a really good job. Okay? This is hard. And, you know, another thing I've been thinking about is maybe, you know, one of the things we kind of say here on the, the show as well is, did that person ask for advice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you asking for advice? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are you just needing to rant? Or, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do is get really good at making sure I know what the person uh, who needs something from me needs Mm. and respecting that. And uh, also being really clear if what I just need to do is talk about what's going on. Sure. Right? And like kind of saying that up front can really help. Can like, really hey, help. I just need to talk about this. Yeah. I, I, I'm I don't really even... upset about this right now. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't fix it for me and I actually don't want you to try to fix it. Yep. But I'm really upset and I need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like we even do on the board sometimes, all I want to do is hear somebody say you're doing a good job. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it really helps when, uh, when we know what each other needs. Yeah. Anyway, you're all doing good. Good job, you guys. Good job. Hang in there. Uh, speaking of hanging, uh, we're going to take the show in a slightly different direction. Yeah, we are. <laughs> because what's also probably happening at any point in time when you may listen to the show mm-hmm. is your kid may be having a kid hangover. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Kid hangovers. Just even saying it is 
cracking me up. <laughs> Your kids maybe have been raging over at Nana's house all day, or maybe they're coming down from like the ultimate preschool party at the you know indoor playground, uh, whatever. Maybe you let them. Maybe you just let them stay up past their bedtime to watch a movie. Maybe they just ate a giant popsicle that took them like 45 <laughs> minutes to finish. And now they're like facing reality post popsicle. Oh, yeah. Either way, it's a long way down. Uh, what I want to start off with, though, is do you. This is one of those things where I can feel the big difference in uh, age. Not yours and my age, mm. but our age from our children. <laughs> I always feel the difference in our ages, man. I know. Let me bust out the man alone. Ah, guys, I've had one extra cup of coffee today, so I might be freaking out. Um, said the most cliche thing ever. Guys, I've had too much coffee today. <laughs> wah, wah. Okay, so, so as a child, mm -hmm. do you ever remember... Crashing from, I mean, do you like have memories oh, of yeah. kid hangovers? Oh, totally. I, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Uh, see, I was like, I have no memory of like being at a party and leaving and being like, oh man, I'm so tired from the sun. Just like I may have left a number of parties in my 20s and been like, I got this. Well, <laughs> But you did have hangovers. Yeah, I did. Hangovers. I guess so. I guess there's the hangover. But, you know, I think, yeah, all right. So fair enough. Fair enough. There may have been hangovers, yeah. but they are frustratingly different. Yeah. Uh, and do not work out to our advantage as parents. Right. The way that it might work out to our advantage if we were dealing with uh, a, our children as adults having a hangover. Sure. And you're like, hey, want to go to a diner and get some greasy eggs with hot sauce yep. and then come home and like binge watch Game of Thrones? Because yeah. that'd be sweet. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Although, I don't know if we want to save this for later, but I kind of take the same approach with my kids. Like, well, it's you? not, yeah. yeah, like it's not, um, it's not the same. I'm not offering the same thing, uh -huh. obviously. Like, I'm not offering Game of Thrones. I'm not offering greasy food. Hair of the dog. Yeah. Here's, the, here's another popsicle. Eat the popsicle to bitch ya. Right? Like, but, like, I feel like when my kids are coming off of, like, for us, the one that's, like, most fresh in my mind is we went on vacation. We had a family yeah. vacation that we were coming home from. That's always hard, particularly for Simon. Mm. Oscar really likes to come home. I don't know. But Simon, like, he wants to stay on the vacation. Wherever we go, he wants uh. to stay. He doesn't want to come home. And um, and then, like, he's going to move. He's going to go on vacation to Key West one day. And he's going to move. There. You're going to get Just this email when back. you're, like, he's going to be Please that kid. Don't taunt me and joke about this because I'm actually actually like terrified that he's gonna grow up and move away oh no yeah um yeah but you know the kid you gone on vacation and you've been like that's I'm it i'm here. quitting my yeah. job i'm just gonna stay am, in hawaii there I'm, are people who live here yeah i can live here i am a person yeah who lives yeah i can do it here yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. all right okay um i'll so, talk to you in 30 years yeah it'll be great <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but so then like, and then a couple days after, so it was like, we had the initial like start of the coming home from vacation hangover, but then my mom came into town, my mom showed up and that kind of like threw things off for a little bit because it was like a distraction and super fun. Yeah. When my mom left, that was when the real hangover set in. That was like after round two of the part, you know, like. It's like drugs, not that I know anything about it, but whatever your first high is, (laughs) you try and go get the second high. Exactly. Never the second high. Right. It's even the worst come down. I right? don't know. I've read go. that. Right. In That's many never, places. I know. I've so, never been to fish shows, guys. So, go ahead. But you know what? <laughs> I What I do is like I actually approach it like they're not feeling well. Like I oh, approach it like you're this is hard. Like your, your body is like dealing with a major transition that's like huh. really like coming down from something. And so like, I mean, yesterday what I did was <laughs> I, I let them have chocolate milk. Okay. I gave them some chocolate milk. Well, and that a dog. It actually really helped. Okay. Like, All right. I don't know. Like, just, I, I try to just, like, be a little extra nice. But the tricky thing is not setting into motion that, you know, that thing where you do something nice for your kids and then they expect it. Yeah, every time. Oh, time. I just came back from a party again. Right. Or I just came I back from Nana's house. I get to watch, milk. Yeah. right, three or hours whatever. of TV. Exactly. So, like, the trick <laughs> is, like, kind of mixing it up a little bit, keeping it unexpected, and not, like, fully Fully giving in to like yet another thing that would create another hangover, yeah. which is what you don't want. No, you, know? you don't want it. Yeah, you know. Okay, well, what I find myself in the situation is less about like the. I, I, I mean, I guess maybe I do things that I don't. I'm not consciously aware. Uh-huh. I am usually consciously aware of uh, like Katie Bell's biggest hangovers happen after parties. Mm. Okay, so as she gets older, the parties get moved a little later. Mm, so yeah. the parties end around six. Uh, and yes, there's food served there, right. but you're still going to come home and she's going to be like, I'm hungry. And uh-huh. we're like, Katie Bell, you just ate five yeah. hot dogs. Yeah. Five hot dogs yeah. and like cake and like all that. And she gets down and you're like, all right, we're going to go back to our routine then. That's how we'll step in to help mm-hmm. with this. We're going to have our dinner and then bath and then bed. And she's zoning out and she's being like super ragey, just like one might. When they don't ragey wanna... in the party sense or ragey no, in the like irritable belligerent sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like my twenties. Okay. Uh, and and then we make the mistake of like saying, "You're, You're tired." tired. <laughs> I'm not drunk, mom. I'm not hungover. I don't smell like smoke. What are you talking about? You may be tired. Are you tired? I am not tired. Right? Like or or you know you've had a big day. We may need some extra rest. Also, not something yeah. my six-year-old coming down from a party mm-hmm. wants to hear. Not, uh, not it's just like she just is, I'm not drunk. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yes. I am I'm not. I'm okay, guys. <laughs> We're going to watch one more YouTube clip. Come on. And like, if she starts asking for mm-hmm. stuff, it's like lots of like, can we just watch that trailer? What if we just watch... Brady Bunch tonight. Why don't mm. we skip back and like it just becomes yeah belligerence, belligerence yeah. and irritability. This is that is sort of like the the pre hangover. I feel like because that's that thing of like um, I have this yeah. I have this like high for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. Like I have this like stimulant that's going on that I'm really having fun with, and I can feel that it's yeah. about to end, and I don't want it to end. So like I need something to keep like feeding. Going. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will admit, the next day both kids are totally fine. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I have, like, like... after a good night's sleep. Yeah, they usually crash. I mean, uh-huh. they do crash. They yeah. do the full, like, hangover crash kind of thing, but with, like, less vomiting, which mm-hmm. is good. But the... 
They, yeah, they don't, they do not tend to be like, we don't have a lot of next morning grumps. Ours like really, now, I, you know, I'm trying to think about our last returning from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Both the kids like to come home too, so we don't really have that as much. It's more of the like, I think we experience a lot of the, immediate come down our hardest come down is right then mm. uh right after an event yeah um yeah it's hard i mean i think there are lots of hilarious ways to compare uh children <laughs> events that lead up to hangovers you know like you know you get like these kids parties and there's always like the two kids in the back passing the toy around there's mm -hmm. always like that kid who can't stop dancing and is losing losing clothing yeah. throughout the event yeah. right it's always like a shirtless kid mm -hmm. um and i i wrestle with like as a parent when i earlier i had said oh this is where that age difference comes in mm -hmm. where you as the seasoned veteran mm -hmm. can be like I know you're tired. Yeah. Or you're going to be tired yeah. if we do this. My mother used to say, refer to it as too much sugar for a dime. Okay? Mm, like, it is yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a good deal, guys. Yeah. But it's not. Not, not going to make you feel yeah. good. Um, and that applied to slumber parties. One extra slot. Can she stay an extra hour? Can my friend right. do that? Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I kind of feel like a... I don't know how much I'm supposed to, like, let my kid go through this. Like, is it really affecting my kid in a detrimental way? Mm, yeah. Or am I, like, bumming her out at her party being like, no, no, five hot dogs is literally too many hot dogs. Yeah. Or, like, you know, no, 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 no. Like, one piece of cake. To, oh, your teeth. Your teeth. Oh, so you're trying it's to prevent rotten. I'm like, the hangover I'm kind of, like, trying walking to like not, through. Not go full force. Yeah. I'm a little, yeah, like, okay. you okay. know, I feel like... <laughs> This is your best way to get through this party without mm. feeling like shit. Mm. As opposed to following her to college and being like, always take the first pull off the keg before yeah. the idiot in the khakis gets up and does the keg stand on yeah. it. All right. Like you don't want post keg stand beer, Katie yeah. Bell. Listen to your mother, right? <laughs> like you don't like so it's it it becomes my own personal little hangover happening mm. at these events where I like let myself get so kind of wrapped up. And sh I mean, not guys, I'm not like helicoptering around. Not that there's anything wrong with helicoptering. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not like, no, don't. No, no. Yeah. I usually stand back, especially yeah. after she cleared the age of six. I'm like, go for it. Yeah. Life lessons about to be learned with right. what Cheetos will make you feel exactly. like. Like worst case scenario, she's going to barf after. Yeah, she's going to barf. And then that's just her body taking care yeah. of it. So you don't have to. <laughs> right. And you hope you do it at the party. Just True. right in the corner. Yeah. Right in the corner. Not on Susie's cake. No. Yeah. I don't. I kind of like. So you kind of addressed what do you do. Yeah. For the hangovers. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, I feel like as. I mean, Ellis may be totally different. We've only had a couple of parties that we've gone to. Mm -hmm. He is. He has a harder time leaving things. Mm, yeah. Sounds a lot like Simon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if in your hard time leaving things, it involves screaming and crying and hysteria. But that's a little not bit of how. Yeah, well, I got that kid. <laughs> I got that kid. Last night we were up until 11 because things weren't being done exactly right. Oh he like woke up and he pooped and then suddenly it was like, need water. I'm yeah. doing the water. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. It lasted 30 yeah. minutes. I'm so sorry. It was the worst. Anyway. Yeah. But um, you know what, though? I, sorry, I don't mean to cut no. off. But you, you brought up something important, which was, is it detrimental to uh, them? Like, right. I think it's like. Is there a downside? to the hangover yeah no like I think I think is it detrimental to them is such a good question because like I I think this is like a, one of those things that 
is actually like probably good for them to go through. Mm. Like they have to process it in this way. And like the only thing we can do is like do our best to make like almost like tantrums. We need yeah. to like do our best to make them as comfortable as possible and make ourselves as comfortable <laughs> as possible. So like till it passes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. totally natural. Cause like when I think back to like my memories of this kind of thing when I was a kid, I just remember it being, you know, um, like after a friend would go home or yeah. after I'd come home from grandma's house or whatever, just being like, <sighs> like I'm bored and yeah. like kind of rolling around and just being like <laughs> super grumpy. And I just remember my mom being like, okay, like there yeah. isn't like, just deal with that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. be there with that feeling and you will come out of it. You will, you will get through this, yeah. you know, like <laughs> this is where the rules of moderation and learning to take care of yourself start to come into play yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And like that healthy, that healthy boredom thing where oh, like you don't yeah. always need somebody else giving you that next fix, like yeah. giving you that next, like, oh, it's okay. We can like watch a movie or, oh, it's okay. We can yeah. have chocolate milk. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just watch television all day. It won't kill you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I... Yeah, and I do think each situation presents its own different, like, hangover challenges, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, the parties, you know they're out of control. There's very little you can do within a party to control. I mean, you know, you don't give your kids soda, the party you're going to, there's going to be sodas. Your kid's going to, you know what I mean? Like, there's all kind of things that are just sort of out of your control. You have to decide what you're going to let go of or whatever. Then there's the vacation come back yep. you know it's gonna suck if you get back early it's gonna get suck if you get back late it's yep. just like whatever you yep. it's unpredictable uh and your kids are tired uh and then there's like going to visit relatives and like i almost feel like that's its own definite category because the relatives can sometimes really feed in oh yeah to creating your child's hangover like they oh, set totally. them up for the oh, for totally. the crash yeah you know yeah like yeah. Like what? Like what? Well, I was like, gonna say, like, like I they think play about, with them like around the clock. They so play with them around the like, clock. Yeah. yeah. There's there's like anything they want food wise. There's yeah. always more presents. Yeah. There's always a little treat. Yeah. Um or I remember somebody uh sharing with us that their, you know, mom or mother in law, somebody, uh, whenever they would bring the kids over to their house, she would get them all these presents, but she wouldn't let them take them home. Like mm. ever. And I remember thinking Oh, that's a hard one to deal. Like, so now is your kid yeah. excited about the joy of new presents and playing with Mima or, you yeah. know, Nana, whoever. Yeah. Uh, but now they've yeah. got to crash leaving and they have to crash without taking any of the, you know, the stuff with them, right? Like, huh. It's a double. And apparently, like, the uh, the woman would do this as a means to get the parents to keep bringing the kid there. Yeah. Like, it was like a weird, like. Yeah, like my house is the fun house. Or just. Now, there's no reason you can ever not come visit us kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's like a weird, there was some weird adult issues yeah. going on there. I mean, I will but, say, like, my mom will offer to keep toys that here. I just yeah. don't want to deal yes. with, which is, I think, yeah. totally different. Yeah, this, and yeah, this was not the yeah, same. This, this is was like, that. Merry okay. Christmas, you can't take any presents out. Wow. <laughs> That's the worst, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess, I don't know if there's anything more to say about this, except this just being a thing yeah. that is out there, and instead of... Uh, only talking about it uh, in its truest form, which is painful mm -hmm. and displeasing to us as parents. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just going to wrap it up in a hilarious bow, calling it a hangover and comparing yeah. it to our adult hangovers to make it feel more fun. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. G great. Way more fun. This way one. more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Mother is supported in part by Bumby Box, a monthly subscription toy box curated for toddlers and preschool age children. Inside each Bumby Box are award-winning toys tailored to your child's age and interests that support play-based learning activities. We received one of these boxes. There was a little set of blocks with like little wooden figures that were really fun. We got a great children's book. We got a little costume piece. Plus, it comes with a... Uh, sort of description of what each item is, as well as helpful tips for how to engage with your kid, depending on how old they are, which I find really helpful, because sometimes I'm like, blocks. And it was exciting to get, it was exciting to open, and everything felt like we we could have it forever. There's a special offer for One Bad Mother listeners. Just go to BumbyBox.com and enter the code BADMOTHER at checkout for 10% off a new order for yourself or as a gift. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So while we were on vacation, we were staying with a friend and a bunch of her family and friends. So, like, I don't know, 20 people or something all together. Wow. All people that we didn't know before. Um, And... Like, at first, it was a little like, oh, my God, who are all these people? Um, (laughs) And, like, you know, Simon and Oscar were the youngest kids, although there were some other kids. Um, But, and at first, you know, Simon and Oscar were a little bit like, ah, who are all these people, you know? And um, I, everybody was super nice. And within, like, a day or so, I started to pick up this, like, really great, like, villagey vibe going on. And I was like, and instead of, like, Resisting? Yeah. Instead of resisting, I went with it, basically. And what that meant was, like, um, I noticed that a lot of the parents were, like, kind of parenting one another's kids a little bit here and there. Like, um, so-and-so, can you set the table? Or, like, no, that's not how you do it. Do it like this. Or just, hey, you you didn't finish your blah, 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 you know, your vegetable or whatever. And, um, like, it was the kind of thing where if I had been told about it in advance, I would have been, like, ew. (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't like parent my kids for me. Do right. you know what I mean? Because I've run into that in situations where I'm like, what are you doing? That's yeah. my job, you know? Yeah. But there was something about this group of people where I just inherently could feel that I was, they were right in line with me. Like, yeah. whatever they were saying, I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, that's how I would do that too. Nice. Which was just lucky. Yeah. But like, I could feel that. And so I just, Totally went with it. And there were so many beautiful moments of me just like not having to do anything oh. because some other adult handled it That's for amazing. me with my kids. That's amazing. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Katie Bell is taking swim lessons. She's been taking swim lessons the last two weeks. They're like right at like one o'clock in the afternoon. They're 30 minutes. They're at this pool. We're only allowed to be there for that 30 minutes. Mm. Um, and... It happens to be, uh, it's the perfect time because uh, the two days a week, Ellis goes to school because it's preschool, so right. he gets to go to school all the time in yeah. the summer. Uh, we pick him up at two, so mm-hmm. it's just the right time, one o'clock, 
We're out by 1.30. We can get Ellis. Ellis. Except for the two days where he's not in school. And I have to take Ellis to a pool where he's not going to be able to swim. It's really hot. (sighs) And I'm like, how is this going to work? I don't know how this is going to work. This is going to be like the worst thing ever. Please tell me what you did about this. I bought him a popsicle. Yeah. It takes my child roughly 20 minutes to eat a popsicle. By the time you get settled and like you walk over and get the popsicle. I'm going to be covered in popsicles. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, And he was like, popsicle, going to watch Katie Bell swim, going to eat a popsicle. Oh, you're such a genius. It was like, I was just like. That's amazing. I was like, I just fixed this thing. Yeah. I felt amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling with my first ever genius moment. So my kid, my one-year-old, has had terrible diarrhea and terrible diaper rash for about six days now. I actually even kept him home from daycare one day, hoping I could soak it and let his little bottom dry out. So he actually got to the point where it was bleeding. It was heartbreaking because he was screaming every time we were changing his diaper sure every mother out there can relate to those moments. Anyway, my husband and I decided to set up a diaper changing station next to our sink. And so now, instead of using the wipes, we are using the sprayer from our faucet <laughs> to rinse his bottom. And he he loves it. He loves it. He actually giggles through the entire diaper change. It's like his own personal bidet. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And, of course, it worked. It's effective. His diaper rash is almost gone, and we've only been doing it for a day and a half now. So I am so happy with this solution, and I just feel like total genius that it worked. So, anyway, there you go. Uh, I hope maybe somebody else can use that tidbit. Diaper rash, no wipes. Thanks. I uh, love you guys. You're doing a great job. Bye. There's a special genius Mm -hmm. when it comes to our children being sick or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and being able to provide a solution to that, like outside of like, here's Tylenol, right? Right. Like there's something like I doing this really weird thing, but I'm doing it because it makes you feel better. Yes. I good. So good. Job. Yeah. So really good. amazing. And you know what? It also falls into the category of something you wouldn't share at work. Right. Uh, in terms of something that you did that was genius. Right. Like it's a great example of the like, I did a thing as a parent that was great. Oh my God. That I can't tell no anyone about. No one cares about this. <laughs> no one wants to hear this. Uh, so, so good use of the hotline. Good use of the hotline. <laughs> Failures. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. (laughs) I've missed you. It's been a week of hearing you fail me. Okay. Fail me. Um, Well, (laughs) like, the kids now are not, like, that different in terms of, like, age and what they're up to (laughs) and, like, how they drive me crazy. Sure. And reasons for me to say their names. So now I'm just not. Saint calling them by the correct name anymore. Like Simon is Oscar, Oscar is Simon. Neither of them have their own name. They are both Simon or Oscar. <laughs> hey you. Yeah. Kid. Kid Oscar one, Simon. Kid two. Simon Oscar. <laughs> just all the time. I'm just getting their name wrongs like over 50% of the time. I 
Yo, I call the cats. Ella, Alice, stop on the kitchen counter. Mama, Katie Bell's like, Mama, that's the cat. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, that's that's not. Yeah. You don't feel good about it. No, I don't feel like a good mother. No, you know what? I feel, I gave birth to you. I feel like I'm like old and losing my mind. Oh what yeah, I feel like yeah. <laughs> you are. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, swim lessons. Friday. Uh, I, what did I do? Friday morning. Oh, Friday. Uh, I was like, Ellis, we're going to go to this like little my gym space that we always go to. Uh, we haven't been able to go for a while because of travel and like just schedules and all that stuff. So I'm like, Friday, we're going to go back and do this. Take Katie Bell. I called the day before and only got their answering machine in which it did not say anything about any special camp or anything. I left messages. I even called that morning like three times. No one ever answered the phone. And we get there, and there's a special camp going on. And I am super unpleased about it. Yeah. But I spin it, and I'm like, okay, it, they're having a special camp. Why don't we go to Kids Space, the Outdoor Kids Museum? Mm-hmm. You know, like, we've, we're members there. Let's go do it. And everybody's like, yeah, let's go do it. So we're okay. We get to Kids Space. We do Kids Space. We have a great time. I'm feeling so good. I come home. I'm giving them lunch. I got them all settled up on the couch. And my friend, who we do swim classes with, texts me and says, are you okay? Where are you? And I look at the clock, and it's 1 o'clock. And we're supposed to be at Katie Bell Swim Lesson. And we're not there. So what happened? I just didn't. You got confused about the time? No. I completely you just forgot. forgot. This is the end of two weeks yeah. of going every day Yeah. at 1 o'clock to the swim lesson. Yeah. And I ju- I was feeling so good about, about how I had gotten stuff. through the whole yeah. first half of the day. Yeah. And I just, and it hit me so hard that uh-huh. I had forgotten. I got super sad. Oh. And because there was no, like, yeah. fixing it. Like, yeah. I couldn't fix it. Yeah. You know? You got crushed. I just got super crushed that I would oh. forget this thing. Yeah. I-, I felt like a real failure. Yeah. And it was, it was harsh, guys. It was harsh. I'm sorry. It sucked. Hi, One Man Mother. I'm calling with a sale. I took yesterday uh, to go to the zoo with my family to celebrate my husband's birthday, which we would you would think would be the genius, but um, it turns out that going back to work today um, was a bit chaotic. I had a billion things to do from yesterday. So it's pretty crazy, um, which left me with a killer stress headache right between my eyes. So I went to pick up my daughter from daycare. Um, they were playing outside. I was looking around, didn't see her. Um, asked the daycare teacher where she was, and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I, so I looked around, still didn't see her. And it was only when my daughter was coming up to me with her arms out, sobbing, Mama, Mama, did I realize that? I just didn't recognize my own child. She was standing right in front of me, did not see her. Um, I'm blaming work for this one. So, yeah, I failed, and I look like the worst mother there because I didn't recognize my own daughter at daycare. Hope it gets better from here. I will now go and have some wine, maybe. I think that might help. You're doing a great job. Love the show. Bye. That is oh. hilarious and so sad. Yeah. Like, that's a fail. Like, you feel oh, so yeah. a little like you're not calling your kid the right name. You know? Oh, totally. It's like a little like, I'm standing. Where are you? Yeah. And your kid's like right there. Yeah. That is the worst. Oh. I'm sorry. You probably are 
horrible, horrible moment. <laughs> Though not really. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Teresa and I have both spent uh, the last two shows talking about how we have enjoyed, as cooks or (laughs) non-cooks, receiving this box of food uh, to make uh, with our families or for our families. And they've recently started adding um, something in their boxes that I thought was particularly cool, and it was called Kids Cooking Camp. And each week, with your normal delivery, there comes like a series of sort of activities you can do with your kids to get them familiar with different cooking techniques. I just liked how they provided you ways to engage with your kids in cooking that I know I can find myself stumped to do. And we don't even have to do it while we're building a meal. These are all activities that you could do totally separate when you're looking to fill 30 minutes with your kids in your house. Agreed. And the food's really good. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badmother. That's blueapron.com slash badmother. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week we are calling Julie Filatko of the children's book Snapsy the Alligator Did Not Ask to Be in This Book. Welcome, Julie. Hi. Hi. It is so nice to have you here. Uh, Before we get in to the very deep and profound work of Snapsy the (laughs) Alligator, uh, I would like to ask you what we always ask our guest, which is who lives in your house? Okay. I live in my house. My husband, Dave, lives in my house. My four children live in my house. That is Henry, who is almost 13. Holy crap. Let's just take time <laughs> Eli, with each kid. <laughs> 10. Uh, Zuzu is 8, and Ramona is 6. We're at a good point where right now there are 6, 8, 10, 12, so that's easy to remember. Um, also, <laughs> our dog, Cosmo, lives in our house. And as of a week ago, our puppy, Marlo, lives in our house because... You know, we're busy. We have four kids. We just tore out whole, our whole kitchen, and we're like, what else could we add? Like, what? We're Dog. just on the brink of, like, completely imploding <laughs> and, like, stressing out. What should we add? Should we start knife throwing or, like, <laughs> unicycling? No, yeah. no. Let's get a puppy. Yeah. So that's what but, we did. But the kids will take care of the puppy, right? But you know what? <laughs> I, I don't to, like, but so far, that's what's happening. Okay. That's All right. Great. Well, it's yeah, been a week. It was, it's been yeah, a week. That, that newness is going to wear yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's Henry, who's the oldest one, and mm-hmm. was sort of like, we made this secret on the side deal where we're like, I bet if you take care of the puppy, then she's going to be your puppy. Like, she's going to look at you with all the love and adoration. And he, told, he was like, I'm doing it. And so he read all the books and... So far, that's what's happening. I mean, we're like eight days in, so who knows? That, that smells a little of, you're my favorite, go get your sister. You're my favorite, go get your, go get your brother. You're my favorite, go get your... <laughs> that's going to come out at some like holiday party, uh, like reunion years from now, where your oldest is going to be like, 
Mom got me that dog. That <laughs> oh, was that, that's the no, holiday reunion. That's already that was like last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, with four kids, every day is a holiday reunion at your house, probably of some kind. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is a lot. And now I'm going to tell one of those stories that I may cut out <laughs> because, like, is this is like you know like how I'm parenting in particular, like you hear somebody say something, you're like, hey, I got something that kind of relates to that, and then you like later you're like, is that something I should have even shared? Uh, <laughs> Is that, like, borderline weirdly insulting? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't wait. Oh, good. No. Our cat, B, her, when we went to adopt uh, kittens, because that's what you do when you live in an apartment in Brooklyn, uh, B was six months old, and her name was Zuzu. Oh. And we were like, I, I don't really want a cat named Zuzu. This cat looks like B. We're going to call her B, like a bumblebee. Uh-huh. But that is my connection with the name Zuzu. But you know what? Irrelevant. That's actually not insulting. Oh, good. Because I think it's more insulting if you tell somebody like, "Oh, that's my dog's name." Like about their, you know, like about their kid. Maybe like subconsciously, I'm like, that is much more of a human name. It's a human name, not a cat name. Than B. Yeah. Though people do confuse her with like B author, and I'm like, no, it's like a buzzy, buzzy bumblebee. Who shreds your curtains? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe I named my kid after your cat. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. She's pretty not famous. <laughs> All right. Four children. Yeah. Uh, so you wrote... You managed to create something other than a child uh, amongst all those kids. You wrote a, a children's book, Snapsy the Alligator. And you know what? Actually, let's start with talking about Snapsy the Alligator, who did not want to be in this book. It is a very charming picture book for kids Thank about you. this poor alligator who is going about his day. And then this narrator comes along and hijacks his day and basically tells him what he's doing all day. And it struck me as very similar to how I may be treating my children every day. <laughs> I may be hijacking their lives every day and telling them what to do. And I wanted to know, uh, you know, was that part of the inspiration or was that totally separate? And once again, with children's literature, am I just applying my own baggage to them? Uh, what led to this story? Well, that makes total sense to me, the whole parent-child relationship, although that I didn't realize that until maybe a month ago when somebody else brought it up. Oh, really? You know, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I would... (laughs) I think that they probably influence everything that I write. I'm not good at writing about my actual children. Anytime I've tried to do that, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that that I, a lot of the stories I write have so much to do with somebody who's being bossed around and is annoyed about it. And I think I think I'm the one who's bossed around in this situation. It's not me <laughs> bossing the kids; it's them bossing me around, um, and and people who are. Characters who are really frustrated and that sort of thing. Ah, um, so is this a is this a biopic? Is this oh yeah, a- <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, so how did you? I mean, like this is something you've always wanted to do, right? You like it's yeah. not like you were like, guess what? Easiest thing in the world to do, guys, is writing kids' <laughs> books. Just like being, I yeah. bet being a country singer is pretty easy too. You know, like yeah. there are like all these categories out there that we just sort of like. Oddly and rudely dismiss, yeah. Somehow like, being incredibly. Oh, I could do that if I, I wanted wrote that to. Book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, tell us a little bit about like what led up to the book and uh, how you actually finally achieved uh, getting one written and published. With I have to admit, four children who clearly were not six, eight. You know, 10 and no, 13. They were they much were younger. Much younger. Yeah. Which is, I can't brush my teeth with two young children in the house successfully every single day. 
So well, yeah. I think the key is I did not write successfully every day either. Mm. And it was, you know, it really was something I'd always wanted to do. And one thing that really surprised me when I became a parent was how much I felt like I'd lost a huge chunk of myself. Mm. And it, part of that was that my oldest didn't sleep until he was four. Mm. So we were just so tired. And I felt like I could see me across this fog and I would sort of wave at me and be like, hello, I remember you. And then I would wave back and be like, someday I'll come back. I promise. And I just felt so foggy. And so finally, when we started sleeping again, and then I started thinking more about getting myself back. And I really had always wanted to write and specifically to write children's books. And I kept talking about it and kind of making lame efforts or kind of making excuses like, oh, maybe I'll go to the coffee shop for the afternoon or something. Right. And finally, my husband was like, I am so sick of you talking about this. You, you just have to do it. You have to put, at this point, the older two were in school and Zuzu and Ramona were not in school yet. And he said, put them in the little daycare that's down the street and write. And he said, you have to do it then. I'm not going to let you go grocery shopping or anything. You have huh. to do it. And he was, it was that sort of, I guess, I need the tough love approach or whatever, but that's what works. So I put the girls in preschool and it was three hours twice a week. And I just wrote during that whole time. You know what? Um, Can I just stop you? Cause I think that's really important. And I think, I, I think a lot of us get into that loop of, you know, having this thing that we want to do and the kids and our life as a parent really becomes uh, both an excuse and both the cause of why we aren't able to sometimes achieve that. We had an author on way at the beginning, um, Rebecca uh, Marr, uh, who I remember when her, she always wanted to be a writer, uh, write these books. And as soon as her youngest, you know, like turned one, you know, she and her husband were like, I'm getting a sitter, you know, like for this time every day. And I'm now going to commit to, you know, this writing. And like, and whether it's finding anybody to watch your kids, and I really like hearing that you're like, I had three hours, twice a week. Like, that's not a lot of time. And it's but a it perfect... But it seems like forever. Well, right. It but seems it seems like but it also, so much time. But it feels like the perfect amount of time to fill in with, I'm just going to go make the bed. I've got to go get the groceries. Yes. And mm -hmm. all the things that you want to do without your kid. So I am amazed and in awe of, of the ability to put, to not give in to all the things that I know I give into whenever I have one hour, two hours, three hours. You know, I can't write till my house is clean. I can't uh, get to those emails until I've gone out and gotten the groceries real quick. I mean, it, 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 that's a real thing I think we deal with as we try and get back these aspects of our lives that, you know, are waving to us from the other side of the room after kids. It's really hard, and it's, it, it takes a bit of monumental focus to force yourself to sit down and do this thing. Um, and it was, it was more, I didn't want to fail everybody at that point because yeah. a lot was riding on it. Like, okay, I'm sending you to preschool now. Okay. You know, we're doing this thing. Um, and then once I started doing it and I was so happy to be doing it that I wanted to keep doing it. And then once you start writing, it kind of gets your, your writing brain going and then you, writing stuff on the back of napkins and that kind of thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what it is. It, it, like, it, there's a switch, you know? Yeah. Like, the first switch gets switched is you have the kids, and then you have a really hard time, like, adapting. And that's, like, the first switch. And I think it takes a lot of effort uh, uh, and permission yeah. to switch the switch back. Or the permission switch. is 
huge. That is huge because you're spending so much time parenting and like actively parenting and then to say, I want to do something else. It's like, that doesn't seem like you're allowed because what are you going to do? Walk away from the diapering? I mean, it's still happening. The kid's still pooping. You know, you can't be like, no, I'm not going to deal with that right now. You know, it's your job. You have to do that. Yeah. Um, So to do something else also, it feels a little bit illicit, but, um, but it's, so you guys talk about self-care a lot. I think it's really important if you want to do something also else, you know, not instead of, but but in addition to parenting, I think you should do it. Well, I mean, it's true for outside of parenting, giving ourselves permission to pursue anything that seems yeah. out of the norm of our day-to-day, you know, life that we've set up or the restrictions we feel are placed on us or the restrictions we've placed on ourselves. Like, that would be weird if I suddenly started playing the banjo. You know, like... It's also, like, anything that isn't instant gratification. You know, like, right. if I go to the grocery store, th- there's immediately food there for everybody to use. Yeah. And, like, yes. if you're working on a book, it's like, well, then... I'm just working on something. Like, you don't know. It's not like, boom, you have a book and it's right. published. Like, yeah. there's like there's that, um, you have to have that commitment to something that might be or just the commitment to the process, yeah. which is so much harder Whoa, than just like, yeah. oh, I'm going to like go get this thing done, like make these calls and take care of, you know, take care of X, Y, and Z, and then it's done. And especially with writing, because for so long, it's completely invisible. I mean, you can show people the words, but it still is like, oh, that's nice. You know, it doesn't... Yeah. It, until it is a real book, it felt a little bit like I was maybe lying, especially because totally. it takes so long to make a picture book. So people would be like, is your book out? Can I get it? I'm like, no, it's actually going to be another 18 months. And they're like, okay. Julie's making things up again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Julie and her snapsy book. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that what they're calling bourbon and Cokes these days? <laughs> Snapsies? Um, well, let's talk about that just now a little. we are. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually a really good idea. Mama's yeah. writing your book. Leave me alone. I'm totally having adult book club now. (laughs) Well, okay, so let's talk about that, though. That's the other thing I don't think people associate with the process of writing children's books is, you know, we've had people on who are illustrators, and we've had people on who are author and illustrators of their own book. Uh, But when you're just writing the words, you're not responsible for the illustrations. So, like, here are all these things, like, Snapsy is saying, and, like, maybe a stick figure, I guess, that you do to sort of place... No, I didn't even do that. (laughs) You're like, yeah, these are that. What is that? How is that? What is that? What did you do? Tell me. It's just words. It's just words. It's not even art notes. Like, I wrote the whole thing. There's a whole. I I didn't even say who the narrator is in the book. I left that up to the illustrator. Wow, that is some serious leap of like faith. And did you get to have a say in. Uh, the illustrator, or was this like, this is your illustrator? Like, I mean, I mean, that's like a big deal. Yeah, like, did you have a vision of what it would be, and then it ended up being something totally different, or did I you? I didn't really have a vision. I'm not a very. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> what kind of like magical yeah, unicorn person really you are? Yeah. Did, does having four kids just deaden your sense of like? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can't smell vomit anymore. I can't picture things in my head. Yeah, no, and it's and at one point they were looking for an illustrator, and somebody very unhelpful to me said to me, "Wow, that must be really scary because if you get the wrong illustrator, it could completely ruin your." book and oh I was like God. oh thank you yeah but um I, I have an amazing editor and I totally totally trust her so that was a huge help um but they they sort of 
they don't, they say, do you have any ideas for who your illustrator could be? And then I'm like, I don't know. And then they went and found him. So you don't really have any say. And I'm very lucky because they did run a lot of illustrations by me, nice. um, which they don't often do. So sometimes they, they're like, here, you wait for a year and a half and then they're like, oh, here's your book. Um, but <laughs> you talk to your illustrator because they don't want you trying to get in their way. But um, they did let me talk to my illustrator, who's named Tim Miller, and who has become a good friend of mine. Um, and they, um, and he puts a lot of stuff up on Instagram and things like that. So that's great because then I can see what's happening. Um, that, but, he yeah, puts stuff up on Instagram. So like, are you seeing parts of your book up on Instagram before, before the book, or just some of his artwork goes up on Instagram? No, seeing parts of the book. That was the first place that I saw. My alligator was on the internet. Whoa. Yeah. Control freaks like me everywhere are falling out of our chairs in a controlled (laughs) manner right now. That is, you are, are like, you're my new hero. You're my new, like, (laughs) zen out hero of, like, that's that's amazing. Well, I'm also, like, I really like the way Tim draws. This could have gone so horribly Trend. where you see the first picture and then you're like, oh, no. But <laughs> I'm really, really happy with Tim just as a human being and then also the way that he draws. So And, and then, but I mean, it was very strange when they sent me the first, like, full sketches of the book and they're like, okay, now is here when you find out who the narrator of your book is. That's so I had crazy. to flip to that page to see. Like, I had, I had no idea. I had no idea who it was going to be. Did you like it? Did you like who yes. it was? I think it's hilarious that it's a chicken. Uh, Although, yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I, just so you know, on a side note, so we have Snapsy in our house. And then when we went to go visit my folks in Alabama, uh, my mom, who I think is the best children book picker uh, for our kids, there's this huge bin of books, like, waiting, you know, in the kids' rooms. And she's like, just go through the books and pull what you want, to, you know, for the kids or whatever to read. And... You know, I'm going through, and, like, boom, there's Snapsy staring up at me. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. It was crazy. And, like, Katie Bell's like, Snapsy! And I was like, I need to let this woman know, but, you know, who I think one of the best. how weird that is to me? Like, so the idea for this book, I've been reading a lot of books, a lot of children's books, and been writing a ton. And this is the only time this has ever happened to me, but the idea came to me, like, wholesale. I was making dinner and the whole book came to me and I ran away and yelled to Dave. I'm like, you need to finish dinner. I wrote the whole thing down and this has never happened again. So then it's so bizarre to me that now your mom has the idea I came up with while I was cooking dinner in her house. Like, isn't that weird, you guys? What? Yeah. Life is, yeah. that is weird. full of yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean, it's weird enough that my name is on the cover of a book. Like, you know, from all the years when I was little and I would write a book and write my name in crayon on the front. And now it's like, oh, it's not in crayon anymore. That is strange. Well, Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to link everybody up to the book. Uh, it's a really charming, fun picture book. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time. Uh, and, you know, congratulations on your success with it. And uh, thank you so much for sharing it with everybody. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. Ah, that was fun. Yeah, that was I great. Made it a little fun. That was great. Uh, we really do enjoy the book. I also, I just, you know, sometimes you talk to people uh, who manage to put something out and you just say, I'm going to do a thing, and then they do it, and you don't understand. Like, you, you ask them, yeah. how'd you make this work? We're like, with these kids and stuff. And, and I think, how'd you make this work is, like, again, one of those super unfair questions mm-hmm. that... Uh, is probably not the question to ask, but we cannot control ourselves from asking that question. Because there is some, like, part of us that thinks we're going to get some secret, like, oh, well, because I'm independently wealthy. Or, oh, well, because, you (laughs) know, I have 10 nannies. Or, oh, well, because, you know, my kids don't, I I don't even know. Like, we want, we want, like, some justification that will make (laughs) sense, that will make it seem, you know what I mean? I can get behind, I have a million dollars, and I have 10 nannies. I could totally be like, oh, Oh, that's why. That makes sense. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's totally Which is great. also totally bitchy because, like, yeah. it, not that that wouldn't mean that you would still have to do all the work. That, oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what no, I mean? No, yeah, but, like, just as offensive right. as the question totally, sometimes is. Totally. The desire for that kind of an answer exactly. is equally one dimensional exactly. and offensive. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what if we just apply this to every question we have? Like, you know, yeah. every instinctual thing yeah. that comes out of our mouth yeah. that, in retrospect, is the wrong thing. Yes. 90% of this show. Uh, so. I, I, what I appreciated though was actually hearing the, like what she did. I mean, like, I really wrestle with that three hours. I really wrestle with those two hours. I really wrestle. I have, when being, I have seven hours and I wrestle with that. Yeah. I I mean, it's hard to fit everything in and figure out what those priorities are and to prioritize something that doesn't have that like specific, thing that's going to come out of it that day yeah like to not really know what you're setting aside that time for whether it's going to be worth it or whatever yeah. it's so hard it really is yeah. and so like I'm always inspired when I hear people do it yeah you know even if they did it and failed and then did it again and whatever I mean I really go back to Rebecca Marr saying that well and then we just agreed I was going to be a writer. Yeah. You know what I I mean? Like, I just, I really like that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what it also says is that within each, you know, family setup or whatever your situation is, it is about finding whatever that is for you and making that work for you. Uh, And it is different for each of us. I I just, I don't know. I, I thought it was really fun. And I thought it was inspiring sometimes I think people just have to repeatedly say to me and then I gave myself permission to not do anything other than this thing I said I was going to do for this hour or three hours and I feel like if I just had somebody giving me that example every single day maybe that would help Mm -hmm. clear that for me Mm -hmm. who knows somebody ask me a year from now (laughs) when I'm still not playing my banjo (laughs) you know Speaking of not playing your banjos, guys, uh, we always have time for a minute to three minutes that we allow ourselves the complete freedom to call the One Bad Mother hotline and leave a little rant. So here we are giving ourselves permission Mm -hmm. 
for one to three minutes, listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Linda, mother. This is a rant. I'm up with my 14-month-old who's crying and wanting to nurse. I'm vomiting, and I have a stomach virus, and I can't nurse her right now. My husband is vomiting, too. It's been a really rough weekend, and I started with a longer rant, but I think it was so long that it wouldn't fit on your voicemail. And I think I'm going to call my mom and ask her to come over, but it's 2 in the morning, so I feel really bad about it. Bye. I, it just, oh. it, that is just, really that is just hard. a thing that is really happening. Oh, yeah. You, there are, you know, I mean, like, you're really sick. The vomit sick. Yeah. It's that's, so bad. It is, it is like, yeah. It, it's almost like you're incapable of taking care of your children. No, you need someone to take care of you. And it, you yeah. can't have vomit sick without your partner having vomit sick if a partner lives in your house. I know. It is going to happen. It's it is no happen. one's fault. I know. No one's trying to be more sick than the other person. This is just how disease works. Yeah. You're both <laughs> going to get sick. Yeah. And it's awful. It's so awful. It's awful. And yet you still have to do stuff. And I, I just, we just collectively hear you. Yes. And we collectively say, you are doing a great job. Yes, you are. I mean, damn, you yeah. are doing a really great job. Yes. Teresa. Yeah. What did we learn today? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a lot. No. Again, not one of our more learning shows. No. Uh, the core of the show. Kids act like people having a really hard time mm-hmm. after doing something that they really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> the come down is hard for all of us. The come down's hard for all of us. You know. Give them a little fried egg. <laughs> give them a, give them an extra popsicle, some chocolate milk, whatever works. Let's just write it out. Yep. We also learned that giving ourselves uh, permission mm-hmm. to take the time to do the things that we need um, in addition to the self-care that we all need to be giving ourselves mm-hmm. uh, is something we should be giving ourselves permission for. I also liked that she didn't say she, like, did this. Julie didn't say, like, I had my fourth baby and then I did it, right? I mean, this was, like, her children were you know, older, mm-hmm. even the two young ones were like able to go to preschool. Able to go to preschool. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't like forcing this upon herself yeah. with a nursing six month old. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we have to give our permission, ourselves permission to let us get to a place first yeah. where where we where we're at least a little better rested or yeah. or whatever it is that we need. Right? And then I mean, we all know, I mean, I'm already in the we're coming out of it phase. You yeah. know, like Ellis is going to be three in November. I mean, we're getting there. Yeah. It's crazy. It's not the best, but like we barbecued in the backyard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's cocktail hours returning. Like little yeah. things are happening. Uh, and I'm not going to be mad at myself for it having taken a while to get here Mm-mm. because other things were taking precedence. Right. Yeah. It's uh, like good pressure versus bad pressure on yourself. Yeah. Like, it's good to like give yourself a little kick in the pants to like work on something that you know you want to work on. Right. It's bad to like make yourself feel bad that that's not happening right now because circumstances are not allowing for it. That's you correct. Know, like, yeah. Because that'll spin you into a cycle yeah, of that's never not doing helpful. it. Well, yeah. all you, everything, Super will, all, yeah, that's yeah. a bad habit. Yeah. Um, 
So I thought that was actually nice. Yeah, really nice. Actually more insightful than the kid hangovers. Yeah, (laughs) more inspiring anyway. (laughs) Speaking of giving yourself a kick in the pants, uh, we have a meetup happening very soon. The Florida One Bad Parents are having a meetup on Saturday, July 16th. So that is... This coming up weekend, if you are listening to the show live, if you are in the Orlando area or close enough to get there, you, yes, you are invited because it is at a private pool. You do need to RSVP first. Contact us through the One Bad Floridian Facebook page or a general post on the One Bad Mother Facebook page and someone will see you. We are renting an air-conditioned cabana and there is a poolside bar and massages, so we hope you can join us. Spouses and kids are welcome. I want to be in Florida yeah, right now. I, this is the best meetup that I've, I've ever heard. heard Only next to ever. karaoke. I'm like, yeah. ah, that yeah. is... Somebody is on to something. Somebody, yeah. One. So... Yeah. You know, only suitable pictures from your pool party. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good job. So everybody check that out if you are uh, in the Orlando area. Uh, As always, uh, you can join us on Twitter at One Bad Mothers or at Biz Ellis or at Teresa Thorne. You can always join us on our private or public Facebook pages. Uh, You can email us show suggestions or guest suggestions or any thoughts that you're having about the show that you want to share directly with us to onebedmother at maximumfun.org. You can also share a personal or commercial message on the show. Just go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron for more information. You can also get a weekly affirmation from us in your email inbox. We'll tell you what a good job you're doing and give you a link to the week's new episode as soon as it's been released. Just go to MaximumFun.org and click on One Bad Mother, and the link to our mailing list is in every single episode post. So, everybody, you guys are doing a good job. This is difficult under the best of circumstances, and sometimes... The universe around us is not having the best of circumstances, okay? I always think to myself, what's the best I can do when I feel like I have no control over the things that are going on around me? And I realize, oh, wait, I have total control over my family, (laughs) Uh, which is a myth. But, um, you know, I can focus on how I want to raise my kids, of the things that I want them to uh, take out into the world. Uh, That is something I absolutely have control over. Uh, And when I am out in the world, I can lead by example by showing any and everybody that I come in uh, contact with uh, respect and kindness. And And I think choosing fear, choosing love over fear, it can really guide our our little one. Um, We can still impart some of the, the thoughts that we're having about these tragedies just by you know, leading with love and teaching our kids to listen to their heart instead of being fearful of our fellow humans. And the way that I fight that fear thing, because I think it's not just any fear that we may personally carry. There's also the fear that other people are carrying, Mm -hmm. that I feel like I deserves even more of my respect Mm -hmm. because we talk about on the show all the time you never know what people are going through you never know what they just stepped out of when they stepped out onto the street or or whatever um so as dumb as it is i've said it on the show before 
Like when the person's like stepping out, if I'm like at a red light and the person's stepping out, we make eye contact, I smile. Mm-hmm. Or the guy and I are at the intersection and we're both in our cars. You know, usually you're just like, and you grumble at each mm-hmm. other or whatever. Yep. Uh, I smile yeah. like an idiot. It's not like, it just says, hey, yeah. I just see you. At, we're just, yeah. hey, fellow hi, human. fellow human. Hey, yeah. Doing our shit today. Yeah. Fucking just doing it. Yeah. And it, 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 it. I think it's a real simple thing. We I can know. Do. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so there's that. Everybody, you're doing a good job. Yeah, good job, you guys. Teresa? Yes. It is so nice to be back here in this tiny booth with you. I am glad you had a vacation. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you are doing a very good job. Thanks, Fizz. So are you. I'm really happy to be back here, too. Thanks. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.